sports, theater, and food together in community dinner. This year's Push Festival favorite, Circa, is back in Vancouver with、uh, the Children's Festival, or in the Children's Festival, and Performing Arts Invade Living Rooms. It's in the House Festival, and it's back for another year. So stay with us. Welcome to the Arts Report for May the 25th, 2011. This is your weekly fix of arts and culture on the radio here on CITR 101.9 FM and streaming live on the interwebs at www.citr.ca. I'm your host, Adam Janusz, and today we have a really cool show that,、um, that kind of delves into what theater is at its best, or sorry, I should say performing arts, what、uh, performing arts are at. At their best because we have,、uh, we have the In the House Festival, and、um, we'll hear from artistic director Miriam Steinberg about、um, the great、uh, intimacy. The, that intimacy is its greatest asset, and、um, because it, you know, it brings music and theater and dance and everything right into people's living rooms and,、um, and, and uh, the amazing uh, community building that happens there.、Um, we'll also、um, hear about、uh, Circa and how the whole point of it is to be more real, is to be more immediate, to be.、Um, Everything that bad theater is not. So we'll hear about that and, and we'll hear about、uh, community dinner, which、uh, brings dinner theater a completely new spin. And、uh, that's coming up、uh, in a little while. And、um, why is that good? Why is that good performing arts? Well, because you get to eat. Uh, while you watch a show, and how awesome is that? So, we've got a pretty, pretty uh, uh, stellar show、um, for you. Now,、um, I'm,、uh, I'm, I'm solo again.、Uh, Anna, our producer, is,、uh, is away. So,、um, probably things, bad things will probably happen during the show. But,、uh, but I'm not alone. I have、uh, Rory. With me. Hello there.、Oh, hello, how's it going? Good, how are you? Not too bad at all. So,、uh, what is your job here at CITR?、Uh, anything and everything, basically. <laughs> Changing light bulbs to. Talking on air, I suppose. <laughs> that's true, that's true. He was literally changing a light bulb 10 minutes ago, and now he's on air. So that's amazing. But,、uh, and what is it,、uh, what is it for?、Uh, it's for a course I'm on, just doing music production. So,、mm-hmm. trying to get as much experience as I can in radio to hopefully get a wee foot in the door when I get back home. Perfect. And where are you from?、Uh, Belfast in Ireland. Excellent. And how long are you with us at CITR? Oh, I've been here about five weeks now. I've got one more left. So,、mm-hmm. so gotta make the most of it. That's right. That's right. Not a whole lot of time left. Now, did you see the mayhem yesterday from、uh, Vancouver's winning um, victory um, in, the, in, the,、uh, in the hockey、yeah. game last night? How yeah, was that? That was. Pretty, pretty mental. <laughs> yeah, on, at home, I think we'd call something like that a riot. <laughs> <laughs> They would call the military might be yeah, called in、yeah. if that happened in Belfast. Oh, it was nuts. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. Just so many of the same jersey, just everywhere you looked. That's true. Isn't that kind of weird? I find that a little strange that everyone wants the exact same thing. Yeah, like back at home, we don't really have one team for. 
kind of city. It's I was just amazing to see, but is that uh, right? Does yeah. Belfast has more more than one team? Yeah, well, we, we don't really even have a team. People just <laughs> people just walk around in any old kind of jersey. There's right. not really that much spirit as of Vancouver, Come yeah, on, yeah, Canucks. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing the, the the sport spirit. I know a lot of people who aren't really into hockey per se uh, got out there anyway and just uh, made their own party out of it. Yeah, yeah. I saw those even friends off the course. It's, First time someone even watched hockey and they <laughs> just went and bought jerseys and they're out. Is that right? <laughs> joining went, the crowds, yeah. Yeah, joining the bandwagon. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, everybody's jumping up. I, I am um, I am on the bandwagon, but uh, but I'm remaining uh, firmly to the very back so that um, I can jump off at uh, any moment. Uh, if the Canucks lose, then I can be like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew they were going <laughs> to suck. But until then, I, I know that they're going to win the cup. Oh, yeah. They're the greatest team in the history Gotta play it of hockey. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Rory's going to be here. Uh, for the next little, uh, for next hour, and, uh, and and as I said before, we've got lots of great show, so um, we might as well um, get right into it. What is first on the docket today? I believe it's uh, in the house. Let me tell you about that. After eight years, the In the House Festival has become a Vancouver institution, bringing intimate live performances right into your neighbor's living rooms. This year's festival includes theater, dance, music of all kinds, circus, a magic. Uh, Michael Jackson impersonator, and even backyard films. Miriam Steinberg is the brains behind the In the House Festival, coordinating dozens of performers, as well as tireless volunteers who help transform regular Vancouver homes into performance spaces. We talked about the strong sense of community that the festival inspires. But first, I asked her, what's in this year's festival lineup? Ooh, there's lots. Mm-hmm. Um, it ranges from all genres of music. So we've got a bunch of world music, some jazz, classical, some indie. Um, we've got a show called Banjo Boogies. Um, we've got a circus. We've got a puppet show. We've got a couple of cabarets. If you want to learn how to swing dance, we have a show where you can do that. Hmm. Um, and uh, what else do we have? We you have something called Backyard Films. We do have something called Backyard Films. What is that? So people will be, will be laying out blankets. We have a giant screen, and we'll be um, featuring three short films and then um, Scared Sacred by Velcro Ripper. So people will be hanging out, watching movies, eating popcorn, drinking chai tea, <laughs> and watching movies outside in the backyard. And what do you look for when you're, when you're programming? Because it, it sounds like you've got a lot of variety, and is that, is that something you want? Do you want every kind of uh, art form and genre? Yeah, definitely. I think um, one of the things about most festivals is that they tend to focus on one genre, or even if it's uh, a festival that does music, but it's a, a several genres of music, it's still just music. And I think Vancouver has so much talent in so many different domains that just don't get enough um, space to get showcased or whatever um, that people can go and see and experience and also um, how performers can kind of interact with each other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they often get a chance to see other performers and or they'll start making collaborations and hmm. I just think it's a really great platform. Uh, I just want to know what, from the perspective of, of artists you kind of mentioned there, but just in general, um, what, is, what is the best thing, what is the biggest asset of doing this kind of festival where, where there's, there's such a great level of intimacy? Um, I think it's the community building. Mm-hmm. It's community building between neighbors, between audience members and performers, 
um, building trust between someone who's opening up their house to 50 to 100 <laughs> random people. Um, that takes courage. It takes courage. <laughs> um, but there's a, there's a huge amount of openness to that. And I think there's also kind of a thirst to get to know people and to know how people live and to break down stereotypes. And um, so I think that that's definitely one huge aspect of um, an advantage of mm. doing it inside someone's house. Not to mention that you're face-to-face with the performer, so you don't have this distance of a major stage and you're kind of blacked out so the performers can't see you. You can't see the person beside you. you can't, it's really hard to kind of share an experience. And, and and what do you hear from from performers? Um, do they like that, or is that or is that daunting? Both. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's daunting, um, especially for people who are really used to working, uh, gigging in coffee shops or bars, where nobody's really listening to them until there's a pause in the music, where and then that's when people clap. Huh. Um, all of a sudden, they have a hundred percent focused attention on them. Yeah. So for them, that's daunting but at the same time they really love it because it means that people are actually listening to what they're doing or watching what they're doing and all the work that they put into putting on a great show is being appreciated to its fullest hmm. and um you've been doing this for for now eight years is that right yeah. um where did the idea come from uh the original idea came from a friend of mine and he asked me and a bunch of other folks to come on board to help him put the festival um, together. That was in 2003. And, yeah, it was a really, really great experience. And the next time that it was going to happen, um, everybody was kind of doing their own project, and I was the only one who was really wanting to continue with it. Mm-hmm. And so you kind so of took it over. over and yeah. developed it. And do you know, is there anything like this in, in other cities? Do you have sort of peers? Um, I haven't seen anything quite like it. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, house concerts have always existed, right? Right. Um, but the fact that doing shows that include dance and circus inside people's houses, I haven't seen that anywhere else, and certainly not to the extent that I do it. Hmm. It's one of a kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as well, far as I know, I mean, I, I can't speak for the entire world. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> the, research, the research that I've done, um, it seems to be the only one. Great. Well, we've quickly run out of time. Is there anything you'd want to add? Um, I think uh, one thing that's kind of important is that a lot of, well, this year all the shows are accessible to kids and youth as well. Um, and I think culture really begins when you're really young. Mm-hmm. And so people shouldn't not go because they're like, oh, I have a kid and, you know, mm-hmm. people won't appreciate. And I think within the house shows, I think it's totally the opposite. I think people do appreciate um, bringing kids to the shows and having kids in the audience. I think it's pretty great. And we also have some pretty great kids who are part of the talent um, this year. Like we have um, the Whitridge brothers are... Uh, 11 and 15 years old and they're playing jazz hmm. um, and then we have Travis Lim who's this amazing Michael Jackson impersonator dancer <laughs> kid and he's nine <laughs> he's nine he's going to be performing he's nine yeah wow <sighs> and I'm really stoked to see him perform so and that's Miriam Steinberg telling us about In the House Festival which is coming June 3rd to the 5th 
and will be in the commercial drive area. That is to say, it will be in houses all over the commercial drive area, with the Festival Central being at uh, Napier and Victoria Streets, and, and all the houses being within uh, two blocks of, of the box office there. Uh, ticket prices are $13 for adults, 8 dollars for kids a uh, four show pass is 45 dollars for adults 25 dollars for kids and a weekend pass is 85 bucks for adults and 65 dollars for kids you can get more information on uh ticket prices and and show info about the tons of different um different genres everything from uh Jazz to film to uh, theater and and everything and beyond. Uh, you can get that at their website, which is in the in the housefestival dot com. That's right, in the housefestival dot com, uh, and that's a great place to get info. Um, or you could go to our website citr.ca for info on this uh, event and all the other events we have. On uh, on the show, so so check out check out our blog citr.ca. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, when we come back, we will tell you about community dinner, which is uh, being coordinated by Rumble, Rumble. Um, Rumble Theatre, Rumble Productions, I don't know. But uh, Rumble is a theatre company uh, who does awesome work in Vancouver. And um, they're spearheading a a fresh take on the concept of dinner theatre. And we'll talk to none other than Charlie Demers, who is a comedian and man about town in Vancouver. And uh, he's involved. He's in. He's in the show. So, um, so we'll talk to him. So stay with us for that. We'll be right back. Bear, bear with us. It's a, it's a slow computer. That doesn't always play when we, when we want it to. There it is. Liveband.com is Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. New shows are added daily by the city's most active promoters, musicians, and by the driving force of the music scene, the fans. Liveband.com's listings are different because they are integrated with profiles updated by bands and business owners as they promote upcoming events. Check out the archives to see how closely we've worked within the community to put on the shows you love. Visit livemusicvancouver.com for the latest independent and major label event listings. Livevan.com, Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. And we're back on the Arts Report here on CITR 101.9 FM and streaming online at CITR.com. .ca. We've got uh, lots of show still left for you on the Arts Report, including uh, Circa, which was a huge hit at uh, Push at Push Festival back in February, and uh, and we're lucky to have them back. Though um, tickets are selling fast. This is for the the Children's Festival that's coming to Granville Island next week, and I uh, had a glance at the Children's Festival website, and one of the performances uh, for Circa is already sold out and uh, they're not even in the country yet so tickets are going fast so we'll we'll uh, get the scoop on that um, but before that I want to tell you about how uh, the Jesse Awards have been uh, announced let me just make sure that I can read this because uh, this is embargoed until Tuesday May the 24th at 5.30pm which is definitely uh, uh, definitely yesterday isn't it, Rory? 
Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. I did the same thing. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to get in trouble because these are... Uh, I got this email last week of embargoed uh, nomination lists. So these are like top, top secret lists of people <laughs> who are nominated. And so I, here I am. Oh, let me tell you who got nominated. And then it turns out that uh, it has been announced and then they'll throw me in, in jail or something. But um, it's oh, definitely God. Wednesday the 25th, right? Yeah, it is Wednesday. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> so uh, some of the highlights of the nominee, nominees. Uh, this is, of course, uh, the theater awards. For, for Vancouver, the theater community comes together every year. This will be the 29th annual Jesse Richardson Theater Awards. And uh, just glancing over here, large theater, outstanding performance by an actor in a lead role, Tom McBeath for Death of a Salesman, John Murphy for Much Ado About Nothing, uh, Gerard Plunkett for Glengarry Glenn Ross, uh, Zachary Stevenson, Buddy, the Buddy Holly story, Jonathan Young for Tear the Curtain, uh, let's see what else small let me skip over to small outstanding production small theater the nominees are and the nominees are The Busy World is Hushed Jesus Hopped the A-Train Alive the Mind Playland Tape One Two Theater oh wait those are the theaters <laughs> yeah uh, and Tape there are five there are five nominees can you tell I'm reading this for the first time yeah uh, One Two Theater is the is the theater company that put on The Busy World is Hushed uh, Tape which was featured on the show on the Arts Report and Jesus Hop the A-Train was uh, was featured on the Arts Report too which is awesome uh, love to see that um, so yeah lots of lots of good stuff you can go to jessies.ca for the full uh, list of of nominees and the Jesse Awards will be on Monday, June the 20th, 2011. Uh, doors open at 5.30, ceremony at 6.45. Tickets are 25.50 plus service charges. So check that out. Um, all right. Now, uh, Rory, uh, we're gonna, we, we want to know more about uh, some stuff happening around town. Can you, can you help us? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, what is it, the Kudos and Cocktails. Uh, Kudos and Cocktails, what cocktails. is that? Uh, it's an evening. It's held on at the uh, Fire Hall in celebration of five great people who have made Vancouver a kind of more you know, richer and vibrant cultural community. Interesting. Who are these five people? Oh, these five people. <laughs> You'd be interested to find that these five people uh, include painter, printmaker and muralist Richard Tietrault, choreographer and artistic director Joe Loughlin, playwright, actor, activist and filmmaker Mari Clements, art educator, director and dramaturg mm-hmm. and donor uh, Dee Dee uh, Kugler and former Fire Hall board member, arts volunteer and community development activist Susan Cathcart who are all involved in the arts in their community. Just nice, to, yeah. nice. And um, what do people get? Uh, kudos and cocktails. I'm guessing there are cocktails involved. Oh yeah, there's going to be appetizers, auction items, entertainment and I don't know promised to be a very lively and entertaining night. Yeah, Excellent. With all funds going to the Fire Hall's uh, theatre, dance and visual arts programmes. Perfect. When yeah. is that? Give us some event uh, info. It is on the 2nd of June and it will be opening its doors at 7pm that night. And uh, well, tickets are $40 at the Fire Hall box office. Perfect. Which you can phone on 604-689-0926 or is, you can... Is there a website? Oh yeah, yeah. Their website is www.firehallartscenter.ca. Perfect. So yeah. thanks, thanks for the tip. No problem. <laughs> All right. Now another show to tell you about is uh, community dinner. 
Uh, eating, enjoying a meal, perhaps with friends. Is that an inherently theatrical experience? I mean, is eating food uh, while watching... Is, it, is eating food like watching a live show? Perhaps it is. Community Dinner is a unique show coming to the Progress Lab from June 1st until the 4th. Rumble Productions, under the helm of Anita Rochon, who just directed Dress Me Up in Your Love at the Cult, by the way, is taking the form of dinner theater and giving it a fresh spin. It's one part cooking show, one part immigrant story, and yes, one part dinner theater. The performers include Governor General's, Governor General's award-winning playwright Kevin Kerr, award-winning director James Fagan-Tate, the Vancouver Playhouse's playwright-in-residence C.E. Uh, Gachalian, and local comedian, writer, activist, all-around Renaissance man Charles Demers, who I met with at the Progress Lab to discuss his part in Community Dinner. And, as you'll hear, he brought up the idea that what theater and food have in common is that they are all about the live experience of the senses. Well, I will be playing myself. I mean, I think we had originally, originally our group, uh, the New World Theater group, we had kind of looked at, we had this whole kind of elaborate fiction and this sort of fictional whatever, and... and um, right, like you had to sort of come up with... We come up with characters story, yeah. and stuff like that, and... and okay. um, uh, it just really didn't fit in with the broader uh, theme of, of uh, not the theme of the show, but just kind of the direction of the yeah. show, the direction that people were going was more sort of really sort of playing ourselves and not right. really having um, a sort of uh, fourth wall. Yeah, so so we're, we've kind of taken some of the core ideas from that original kind of fictional piece oh, okay. and um, uh, we're, we're sort of, Working them into something where we'll more we'll we'll more be playing sort of our, ourselves, mm. Charlie Demers and Chris Gachalian and Esther Munn and 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 not kind of we had you know we had wonderful names picked out for the for the <laughs> other characters, but it, uh, you wrote up a whole life story exactly. They had backstory. They really did actually. Uh, but it Which was is good. Um, I mean, you can yeah. still kind of use that for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Just for you know fun reminiscences or whatever. Uh, but but yeah, so. Each of the groups will be doing sort of a 15-minute, roughly 15-minute piece. Mm-hmm. Um, my understanding is that some will be kind of intertwined with the others. A couple okay. of will run, um, you know, sort of start to finish kind of mm-hmm. thing. And then we'll all have, you know, little pieces in in each other's stuff maybe and, and also, um, you know, the kind of the ligaments of the mm-hmm. piece, the kind of joining um, points of, of, of the piece. Um so I don't think there like there won't be any sort of stars in the sense of like someone around whom the whole show is built. I guess the dinner is is the star, is the star right? Yeah. The, the dinner is the thing around which the whole thing is built. Cool. And we talked a little bit about the the, the purpose and the use of, of food to kind of open doors. Um, but for you, what what do you want people to get out of it, or what are you hoping? What kind of experience are you hoping people will you know will get? Um, well, I mean, I think one of, one of the things, uh, and, you know, it's something that only theater can offer and, and only live theater can offer. And it's kind of, uh, with, in the context of these sort of never ending choices of, of, of movies and TV and online and, right. and whatever. Right, because people can do a hundred different things. Exactly. Yeah. Days. And most of them on an iPod. Most of them on an iPod. Yeah. And, and, um, and, you know, music 
is something you watch, and yeah. uh, movies are something you see on your TV, and there's all this kind of like uh, uh, you read a book on a computer. Yeah, um, multi-platform. Exactly. Thing going on nowadays. So, what's something that we can, you know, one of the things I think people will come away from from this show feeling is that there was a physicality and a collectivity and and a kind of a tactile experience to this yeah. that could only be rendered in a in a live theater environment like yeah. if, if we iPad were, could not provide no you wouldn't be able, on an iPad you would not I mean you wouldn't at with today's technology maybe in six <laughs> months yeah give Apple six months yeah you couldn't uh, smell the food cooking or or be in a room with you know 60 other people watching the show eating this meal together um, and I think that you know in a time of of you know, earbuds and people watching movies on the bus on their phones. Right. Like, there's something revolutionary just about the idea of, of putting a bunch of people in a room together yeah. and, and yeah. having this experience. Um, yeah, and the shared attention, right? And not people zoning out. Totally, no. yeah. Um, well, I, we still have not figured out a way to um, control people zoning. You know? <laughs> right, I suppose but, they, they can still do that yeah. in the theater, you but can not still zone. There. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully they won't be putting on their earbuds during this. No, then we'll know, it's a, then we'll know we're in trouble. <laughs> then, people yeah. start texting. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think that there's... Uh, and, and that's another thing that, that theater has in common with food is is like this idea of like at the end of the day there there really is no one's engineered a simulation of it yet mm -hmm. it's it's um, it's something that has to happen that happens and then disappears right um, uh, you know one in in some of the uh, development kind of conversation we have we've talked a lot about that kind of um, live those moments in live theater being so much like food in the sense of this wonderful kind of sublime thing, but that can't, you can't recreate really mm. for anybody that, that is a, a, a physically and, and temporally and spatially limited experience. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, I think if people kind of come away from, from the show with that kind of sense, with that kind of satisfaction that can only come from um, a good seeing, meal. Yeah, a good <laughs> meal, seeing a live show, being yeah. around other live bodies uh, in in the space, um, you know, that, that's, that would be really cool for me. And that's uh, Charles Demers talking about Community Dinner, which is, um, which is coming to, where is it coming to? Ah, the Progress Lab at 1422 William Street uh, from June the 1st until June the 4th. And ticket prices for that are $37.00. And the ticket price gets you the show and dinner, uh, which is pretty dang awesome. So you can get, uh, you can see some great uh, performance art and fill your belly at the same time. And you can get uh, more information on that from Rumble's website, rumble.org, uh, rumble.org, um, or you can also go to citr.ca, and we'll have a link from from our website to theirs uh, for your clicking pleasure you can also find our podcast at uh, at citr.ca and subscribe and get the arts report into your inbox every week whether you can hear it live or not and um it's also a good place to to find us on twitter and facebook yes we are everywhere we're even on youtube we have some interviews um some some highlight interviews from the past the past um, that were awesome, and they're available to to be listened to uh, on YouTube. So so check that out. Now, um, 
Rory, tell us about uh, uh, something else happening, I think, uh, tomorrow, is it not? Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Going on and catch a movie. Huh? Ah. Uh, it's uh, called Thamba Real Causes. It's set in Eastern Cape of South Africa in Thamba. It's a boy called Hope. Mm-hmm. Is the moving story of a young boy who dreams of being a soccer star and longs for his absent father to return home. But uh, his journey takes him across the nine provinces of South Africa. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of like a truthful film about HIV and the stigma and you know, it's really the challenges attached to all that there in Africa, which hmm. okay. there's a lot of. of. And uh, <laughs> where and when is this happening? Uh, it's happening down at the Van City Theatre on May 26th. It'll be starting about 7pm, so get yourself down in and around then. Maybe a bit earlier, get some good seats. Perfect. But, uh, yeah, it's $11 for adults and $9 for students, but $2 membership, which kind of works out at $11 as well. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> Don't know what they're doing there, but yeah, you can uh, grab the tickets down at the theatre or online at filmguide.viff.org. Perfect. Cool. Now, um, we're going to play a song for you now, and uh, this one's by Friendly Fires, which is coming to venue on June uh, the 4th, and uh, you're a big fan of Friendly Fires. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Absolutely afford- raging, though. <laughs> you won't be able to see it. What, no. Why are you raging? Uh, I leave the day before they play. Uh, I even brought a t-shirt. <laughs> you brought your t-shirt. You brought your t-shirt in case yeah. they might play in Vancouver and, and you could wear it. Yeah. But you can't. I can't. It's just so unfair. But they do a lot of they do a lot of shows. Back, uh, yeah, well, back so home. I saw them last year, so I can't really complain too much. There you go. But and at the same time, <laughs> it still sucks. Yeah, I don't know if they've been to Vancouver before. Uh, I don't know. Well, they're a fairly new band. Yeah, like, so I don't think they've been stretched their legs too far yet. But Rory, let's get you to work on that. After you put up some uh, light bulbs, can you check uh, if they have played in Vancouver before? Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Excellent. Uh, in the meantime, here is uh, Friendly Fires with a Skeleton Boy.
by Northeast Festival. Music, film, and interactive takes over Toronto once again June 13th to 19th. North by Northeast showcases the best new music from around the world. Rock, hip-hop, punk, country, blues, electronica, singer-songwriter, and more. It's your chance to catch breakout performances from tomorrow's stars. Seven days, 50 stages, over 650 bands, plus 40 great music-related films. All this for just 50 bucks. Wristbands are on sale. Check nxne.com for details. Also available, passes that get you into the clubs first and into North by Northeast's groundbreaking interactive media conference. You want more? North by Northeast also rocks the heart of Toronto with four nights of massive free outdoor concerts. Visit nxne.com for tickets and up-to-the-minute festival info. North by Northeast, celebrating 17 years of great music. And we're back on the Arts Report here on CITR 101.9 FM and online at citr.ca. The Arts Report is your weekly fix of arts and culture. We are uh, all over the web at Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Check us out. Just go to citr.ca right now and get, uh, get info on us there. Um, if you've missed any of the features uh, we've had on today's show, you can get them in today's podcast, which will go up in, uh, I'd say, an hour and a half. Usually by 8 p.m. on Wednesday, the podcast is is up, so you can get it um, there. And you can uh, also download last week's uh, podcast. And uh, last week's podcast is still good, um, even though it happened... Um, well, last week, it um, we had features for events that are still still going on. For example, uh, a dance show called uh, Post, which is happening from May 26th until the 28th. Uh, that should be very interesting. Uh, what else there? Oh, well, here's a big one. Uh, Macbeth nach Shakespeare. 
which is happening uh, at Performance Works uh, for a few more days until May the 29th. And this is, um, ironically, an English uh, adaptation of a Shakespeare play. And you're thinking, what? I thought Shakespeare was in English. Uh, well, first of all, it's not. It's in a medieval mishmash um, that, you know, is very loosely associated to the English we speak today. Uh, no, but uh, the greater point is that um, this was a... a uh, an adaptation into German uh, to give it a more modern uh, spin with modern sort of political themes and class struggles um, in uh, written during the the Cold War in um, in Germany and for the first time this German uh, version by Heiner Müller um, is is back into English um, many of Heiner Müller's plays, uh, or his, many of his adaptations of Shakespeare have been translated into English, but this is the first time, and it's a Vancouver company um, that's doing this, that, that uh, hired a translator to, to put it into English, and so it'll be in English for the very first time in the world, and that premiere production is happening right now in Vancouver, so it's super exciting. Uh, theater history in the making, and that's happening at Performance Works uh, until May the 29th, and that's brought to you by Theater Conspiracy, which is simply conspiracy.ca. How dramatic is that? So check that out. Also, uh, last week, uh, we talked about 10 Seconds, and that's an art piece or an art series happening at Canada Line stations on the TV screens there. And this this month's feature is by uh, artist Michael Turner, who's also an author. He wrote uh, Hardcore Logo. And uh, so his piece, his video installation is happening right now at any Canada Line station. So you don't have to pay money to go to a gallery to see it. You can just, um, you know, take transit and see art right there. And uh, so it's called 10 Seconds, and you can find that on Facebook. If you type 10 Seconds into uh, Facebook, you will um, find it there. Uh, Rory, uh, what else What else is happening in the next little while? So, well, uh, <clears throat> so around the uh, 2nd or 4th of June, if you're a fan of, I know, the likes of, you know, the Evil Dead movies, even yeah. going as far as... Uh, just any B-sides. I, I love them myself. <laughs> right, know. anything that's really kind of yeah, bad just, and gory yeah, and lots of guts and... Full of it, yeah. Improbabilities. It's just really bad, but... yeah, the kind So of bad is good? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, it's uh, Machete Maidens Unleashed over at the Pacific Cinematheque. It's a movie uh, celebrating the kind of... how, like, B-movies started out and got became not really mainstream but everyone's dark hmm. secret love <laughs> <laughs> not so secret anymore Roy. no no but uh, yeah it's it's about the the 1970s and 80s when uh like the director uh ferdinand marcos was uh down in the philippines where you could record movies for next to nothing so hmm. which led to a bunch of terrible terrible ones coming out but uh yeah it's just about how it all came about he's gonna have interviews with different directors uh oh. different stars that starred in it and it's yeah basically just exploring how uh, they came about hmm. really the, what is that called again uh, it's called machete maidens unleashed and okay it's at the pacific cinematheque and uh the screenings for it on june uh, the 2nd it's a thursday it's at eight forty-five p.m uh friday the 3rd of june it's 7 p.m and on saturday the 4th there's two screenings one at half five and one at eight forty-five. excellent so yeah tickets are ten fifty an adult and nine dollars for a senior student perfect do they have a website 
website. Yes, you can go on just to the uh, Pacific Cinematex uh, website at. I think it's cinematech.bc.ca. Yeah. Is that right? Ooh, think, yeah. my memory is good today. <laughs> Great. Uh, now, I asked you uh, before the, the break to look up if uh, Friendly Fires had played in Vancouver, and I could have bet money that they hadn't played in Vancouver because they're, they're a new band and they're from the UK, so, you know, it's expensive to fly out here. Yeah. Um, but that's not really true. Uh, yeah, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> you are completely yeah, wrong, yeah, Adam. Yep. <laughs> no, uh, they played uh, twice in 2009, actually, hmm. uh, which I would have loved to be at as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, aside from my love of them, they uh, played over at with, uh, sorry, they played with White Lies, hmm. another uh, band from the UK. and Both they, times? Uh, both, oh, I think that was just for the first one. Yeah. They played with them and that was back in April of 2009. Excellent. Uh, and uh, and I think they've the reason well the reason that they're here they have no reason to be here uh, other than they've put out uh, a new album yeah the new album's coming out shortly I think mm-hmm. um, it's not out yet I don't think it's unless le- you le- legitimately yeah legitimately. he's giving me a look like we <laughs> could find it <laughs> yeah. but not legally no so no the, you I'll haven't heard it out. you're oh. waiting for the legal uh, version aren't I, you of course I am <laughs> I'd never do such a thing right right <laughs> but yeah it's coming out soon it's called Pala. Okay. So expect more of their synthy beats, I suppose. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. Thanks for that. Now I don't know about synthy beats, but uh, but maybe some some dancey steps, acrobatic steps in this next show. Um, now, have you ever seen a play that just rang false? Have you ever seen theater where the actors were just looked like they were just showing off? Where you end up asking yourself, "Why am I here?" Why should I care about this story or these people? I know I have a lot, too many, in fact. And I've said before on this show that that theater at its worst mocks humanity. Bad theater ends up looking like a mockery of real life rather than a mirror of real life held up to the audience to see their humanity reflected back at them. Yaron Lifshitz is the artistic director of Circa, a hugely successful uh, circus company that that is bringing a show called 46 Circus Acts in 45 Minutes to the Vancouver Children's Festival next week. He must have seen quite a bit of bad theater himself. Actually, as you'll, you'll hear, he admits to directing some of it himself, so much so that it inspired him to do better, work that was as real, as immediate, as raw as theater could possibly be. So he created Circa, a circus company based in Brisbane, Australia. And audiences around the world agree he's got it right. Circa brought a sort of best-of compilation to the Push Festival this past February to huge crowds. And one performance in this year's Children's Fest is already sold out. I spoke to Yaron via Skype, where, uh, where he talks very openly about his creative journey. But first, I asked him what it is that sets Circa apart. And, uh, and just be warned, uh, this is a Skype interview, so, so it has its unique uh, Skype uh, audio flavor. But uh, the team here at the Arts Report uh, struggled very, very hard to, to sort of fix up the audio. So... Anyway, uh, as I said, uh, first question is, uh, what sets Circa apart? Look, I think we, inf- I think we infuse Circus with a sense of seriousness, uh, of intent, uh, artistic kind of depth of practice, um, and a real kind of, a real sense of humanity um, that, I mean, really, we're the guys who took the lycra, the, the, um, the smoke, the, 
the the hoo ha out of circus and looked at it as a as an art form and as a kind of a classical you know beautiful art form that we can make meaning and and poetry out of. Um, there was a great quote last night from somebody in an audience in Madrid who said, "I have never had so many glimpses of God on stage as tonight, and could not leap out of my chair fast enough." Thank you. So you know that's cool. That, yeah, that's cool. That's that's uh, that's acceptable as far as feedback goes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and and do you think that was lacking? Is that is that something uh, was was circus um, lacking in an artistic approach? Uh, look, I think contemporary circus became is a very kind of young art form with hardened arteries. I think it's it very quickly settled into this is how we do things in Montreal or in France or in Melbourne and, and in this, the kind of centres of it, this is how it works. And I guess because we come from, you know, Brisbane, Australia, which is a bit like coming from, you know, uh, Edmonton or something or Winnipeg, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's all right. You can live there, but it's not necessarily the great cultural capital of the world. We were kind of free to just go, well, what happens if it isn't so, you know? And, and, and I mean, I, you know, I think the greatest thing that we do as a species really is doubt and, and doubt. And I think that, the, that, you know, one of the things that makes Circa different is the depth, the, the intensity of our doubt and the, the ferocity of our honesty at asking and trying to answer questions and accepting that we don't know the answers, but that in, in the process of asking, we might come up with something interesting. And that's 46 circus acts. Can you create... Where does tension come from in circus if it's not just from inside the act? If there's going to be a dramaturgical, dramatic use of tension, where will it come from? The answer we're exploring in 46 circus acts is what if it comes from the nature of time itself and the complex relationships that circus acts have to time? So, you know, that's, that's just a really, you know, simple example of that that kind of um, iterative questioning process that we use. Great. Now, let me ask you, uh, uh, reading about you, you have done over 60 productions, including large-scale events, opera, theater, physical theater, and circus. Um, that's, quite a, that's quite a broad palette you have. And, and I just wonder, um, how did you find your niche? Uh, I mean, was there someone who did the same thing that you did and you said, I, I want to be that? Or did you sort of uh, create it from scratch? Uh, well, I've done a, the, the, the press report will say that I've done over 60 productions. What it doesn't tell you is that about 52 of them were complete rubbish. <laughs> oh, come on. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I um, Prue is a really bad failed theatre director. Um, <laughs> And essentially, I was like, look, I either have to go and get a real job and, you know, work in a, a bank or something. Um, this was before the global financial crisis. I'm fairly old now. Um, or I can find some kind of a medium that allows me to do, to realize the things that I got into this business for in the first place, which was when I sat in an auditorium and the lights went down, there was a jolt of electricity that went through me and everyone else in the audience and we knew we were in a place where something extraordinary could happen. And then the lights came up and a bunch of people walked on stage and started saying lines to each other that they didn't write, that they probably could, couldn't possibly have imagined, uh, act, pretending to be people that they weren't. Um, and I was excruciatingly bored within about 20 seconds. Um, and so I thought, what if that wasn't the case? What if we could take that magic and that electricity when the lights go down and keep it going when the lights go up? What if, what if the theatre was a place that was 
full of things that were actual and true and vulnerable and exciting and meaningful and moving rather than a bunch of actors wandering around a stage showing off and talking to each other. Uh, so it's kind of more, it's more real, it's more authentic, it's more honest. Absolutely. Circus is the ultimate art of the actual. You know, I mean, Andy Warhol said that sex and parties are the two things that you actually still need to be there for. Um, and I think circ- and to that I would add circus. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I mean, if someone says, I saw someone last night and they did a double standing back salt, you're going to go, gee, that sounds good. Um, but if you were there, you would have been amazed. Yeah, it's a bit like someone, you know, telling you their dream. It doesn't really, it's just kind of irritating. But if you're actually in it, it's fantastic. Um, and that's what, we're, that's, you know, that's the great privilege is that this is every night a group of artists are going to stand out on the stage and do this thing for that audience. And I love the, the honesty of that. I love the purity of it and the, the sheer force of it. Is there anything that I've missed or, or anything you want to... Look, I, I mean, the, the, the rare privilege with 46 Circus Acts is to create, is to be able to present a show that cuts across ages and that takes out all of the, all of the frou-frou of, of theatre. It's just an honest contract with an audience. We're here to do this for you. You sit there and you applaud us if we do it and you fear, you're, you're full of hope and fear. And, 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 you know, that dramaturgical question that we asked is, you know, can time be a dramatic element in circus? It sure can, and that's what 46 Circus Acts is all about. And that's Yaron Lifshitz telling us about 40 Circus Acts in uh, 45 minutes. And that's coming to the Vancouver Children's Festival on Granville Island, which is running from May the 30th till June the 5th. And tickets are $24 online at childrensfestival.ca. You can also get them at the Vancouver Playhouse box office Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Circa is just one of tons of shows at uh, the festival which um aren't necessarily just for kids like circa was was in vancouver for the push festival which uh you know is very grown up it's very mature it's for for adults it's all about pushing boundaries people get you know get naked on stage and say vulgar things and and you know it's all about that and then circa can come back for the children's festival and still you know do a lot of the same things they would do in any other venue um because it's just quality work you know quality work is for any age whether you're a child or whether you're an adult so you can definitely go to the children's festival and uh and check out some great uh some great theater some great live performance art circa included and as i mentioned before uh they already have one show sold out so it is important to get tickets sooner rather than later childrensfestival.ca you can also go to citr.ca and get info on all the features we've had on today's um show rory what's uh what's going on uh, around town uh, music wise music wise uh i was looking i saw that uh, anvil they're playing at the biltmore on may 30th so should be a good show even you know it's Anvil, but uh, everyone's <laughs> you, everyone's view of them. Are you but familiar with Anvil? Anvil, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, not. <laughs> there's a couple of friends back home who got me kind of listening to them. They're okay. like a metal band that okay. never really got successful because they're just the same as most metal bands. But uh, 
released the DVD a couple of while back about their story, and it's pretty pretty depressing stuff. It's a depressing. <laughs> it's a depressing yeah, story. You feel so bad for them. Why? But, what's what's uh, happened to them? They've been just messed about by all their agents and promoters oh, okay. and stuff, and then trying to sort of get into the yeah, industry has been tough for them. Everyone's been kicking them back out, but. Yeah, good on. Good on him. Shoot him a bit of love. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's at eight p.m. on Monday the thirtieth okay. of May, and tickets are twenty-five dollars. Or if uh, you're still trying to keep that buzz going from last night at the Canucks game, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are. Yeah, uh, you can hit the. I mean, some people are literally still buzzed, <laughs> like they are still drunk. I know. Um, I'm not one of those people, but I might have woken up this morning. Good on them. A little buzzed. <laughs> yeah, but if there's people that are still going and uh, they're looking for somewhere to crash and burn or keep, <laughs> keep it going uh, the Zuli Records select vinyl it's uh, a night down at the Waldorf Hotel in the Tiki Bar they're uh, just Zulu Records are bringing along mm-hmm. a ton of their favourite records and playing them all night it's, nice uh, that sounds like fun yeah it's from 8am 8 8am 8 mm-hmm. to 2am so I don't think there's any cover price for the door so perfect so check that out in. at uh, the Waldorf Hotel out on uh, Hastings and almost commercial yeah about one for yeah, nine Hastings there we go. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to play uh, another song for you. This one is uh, from the CITR charts, uh, which are also at the back of Discorder magazine, uh, which is out every month. It's uh, free and is uh, CITR's magazine and has tons of great uh, interviews and content about uh, the local music scene. Uh, this is Jeff Burner with, uh, what's this song? The song's called Whiskey Rabbi, and it's from the number one album on CITR right now uh, from Mint Records. It's, uh, the album is called Victory Party. And last, uh, last month on the charts it was 26th, and uh, this month it is number one. So here's Jeff Burner with Whiskey Rabbi. Being a false messiah I pray to God that I got here in time to guide you I came to bring you hope I came to bring you joy So I've got to stay alive and drunk and unemployed I've got to stay alive and drunk and unemployed I've got to stay alive and drunk Spread in 
like a rash. I'm spreading my wisdom around like a rash. I'm spreading my wisdom around like a Are you interested in radio but not quite sure how to get involved? CITR is the place for you. We are a volunteer-driven campus and community radio station with a variety of volunteer opportunities. Want to become an on-air programmer? Learn about promotions? Maybe become a news or arts reporter? Come learn about all the ways you can become involved at CITR. Volunteer orientations are held on the first Monday of every month at 6.30 p.m. If the first Monday falls on a statutory holiday, the orientation moves to the second Monday. Visit citr.ca for more information. And we are back on the Arts Report here on CITR, 101.9 FM in Vancouver and worldwide on CITR.ca, as well as uh, iTunes and any other podcast provider out there. We are there as well. Uh, This is, uh, did I say this is the Arts Report? Did I say, Rory, that this was the Arts Report? It's the Arts Report. report Yeah, it's definitely the Arts Report, yes, uh, for at least uh, a few minutes left. Um, Let me quickly tell you what we have in store next week, because uh, we are running out of, uh, you know, existence for today for another week but uh we'll be back into existence uh next week and we're going to tell you about uh, a cool theater uh event called bridge mix which takes over a parking garage a parkade if you will and uh fills it with all kinds of short plays experimental theater and uh so that's coming june 8th until the 25th and it's brought to you by it's a zoo uh it's a zoo.org is the is the address of It's a Zoo Productions? It's a Zoo Theater. I never know these things, but uh, they're called It's a Zoo, and uh, you can check out their website and see what kind of stuff they're doing before before we actually talk about them next week. And uh, yeah, and we're also working on a story for Maker Fair, which is a really cool uh, art. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's like an art installation event festival type thing. Um, yeah. That's 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 all I'll tell you. It's a, it's a teaser. It's a teaser there. That's uh, that's the hint. Now go run with it. Look up look up Maker Fair, uh, Maker Fair with an E at the. Our, we'll, we'll make our official goodbyes and then we'll play um, a song from uh, Licky Lee, who will be in town. But uh, yeah, let me, uh, Rory, let me thank you for, for being co host today. Not at all. Hope no you enjoyed problem. your time at the Arts Report. Uh, land. Have to have to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good <Go>. stuff. <laughs> and uh, thanks to Anna, who uh, produces, helps produce this program. Even if she's not here, that's how amazing she is. She's still making it, even when she's not actually here. Uh, that's impressive. And thanks to to uh, Jeannie, who uh, puts together our blog every week. Appreciate that. Uh, My name is Adam Janusz, and uh, we'll be with you uh, next week for another exciting edition of the Arts Report. But uh, now we're going to leave you with uh, Licky Lee, who is coming to the Vogue Theatre on May the 27th. 
Uh, she's playing a show there for thirty-two fifty, as far as I know. Looking at uh, the website here, tickets are still available. She's pretty cool. Uh, she's kind of weird, uh, so that's always good uh, in terms of live shows. Uh, this song is called "Little Bit." So uh, see you next week, and bye bye. <laughs> 